Welcome back to the newly redone World Cup Coffee and Tea at Northwest 18th and Gleason in Portland. I'm Tom D'Antoni, and you have stumbled across another OMN Coffee Shop Conversation. Today in the cupping room with me is Amanda Stark, Executive Director of the Old Church, which is now known as the Old Church Concert Hall, something she's been working on since 2010 and is no longer a work in progress, although everything in life really is, but about to be relaunched as one of Portland's finest venues. Not that it hasn't been all this time, but the improvements and restoration during Amanda's time there, including a fabulous sound system, have made TOC, as they like to call it, a beautiful, unique place to hear music. What's been done? How did it get done? What's coming up? Let's find out. Amanda, welcome to the cupping room. Thanks for having me. Right here at uh, World Cup Coffee and Tea, the brand new, grand new World Cup Coffee and Tea, newly renovated here at 18th and Gleason, Northwest. And I'm glad you're here. Thank you. And I'm glad you can make it. Uh, the, 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 the old church is new. It's the new old church. The new old church, yeah. yeah. What, what's new about it? Well, right now we're actually painting it some new colors. So sitting here at World wow. Cup, I'm kind of noticing some similarities in our new colors. Uh, what colors? Um, that's a surprise. Oh. We just started today. <laughs> It'll be coming together in the next few weeks. But it's not um, a surprise to you. No. It's been going on for three years for me, but finally get to see the real yeah. picture. You've been there for three years? Um, I've been fundraising for this project for three years. I've been wow. at the old church for over eight years. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, this is the golden jubilee of the old church. We're turning 50. So fundraising started three years ago to get all the money collected. <laughs> did you find a cat hair? I did. There was a cat hair on the microphone. <laughs> well, my cat likes to sleep on the bag <laughs> where I keep all the gear, you know? <laughs> Um, so that's a long project. Yeah. Well, wow. started with the Port Cashier, the columns. They uh -huh. had to be redone. That was two years ago. Then yeah. the ADA ramp railing, the balustrade, had to be completely redone. That was earlier this year. Yeah. And now we're repairing dry rot. We just cleaned the whole building. Yeah. That was quite a production. Yeah. I've seen the um, pictures. Matter of fact, we're sending our photographer over to, to, get, to get some shots. Oh, take a shot yeah. of the weather vane. We just put that on Friday. I, to I told him. You know John Rudolph, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. Just, we're Great photographer. Him Great photographer. Guy who's taken more pictures of Storm Lars than anyone else in history. I don't think that's a hard <laughs> job. <laughs> um, so anyway, so, uh, uh, so you've done all these things. Mm -hmm. And uh, is, is there a grand opening? Is there what is what? How are you? Yeah, we're that? having a party October 6th. We'll be ah. it'll be kind of the theme is Paris and Portland. Ah. And so there's a lot of Francais going on. We have a <laughs> salon. We'll have uh -huh. um, some avant-garde classical and groovy wallpaper is confirmed to play. That's good. So I'm That's very always, excited about that. Members of 45th Parallel are putting something together. Uh -huh. um, also have medieval singers that sing songs from uh, French songs from the medieval era <laughs> will be showing up in costume. <laughs> and I think Louis the Fourteenth is making an appearance. <laughs> I've heard many stories. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so um, 
this, you've made this your mission in life, haven't you? Um, this phase of my life, I think I've had many missions in my life. Um, this I, I, I is one, <laughs> yeah, one mission currently in my life besides my son and my family. Uh-huh. Um, I've always I've come from the music business. I yeah. am a musician, yeah. and when I got the job at the old church, I was kind of hired as the manager uh-huh. and that changed quickly because I saw all the things that needed to be done so I dove in head first and it's you know looking after a 136 year old building you're always finding things that could be improved <laughs> but the biggest thing for me was um, turning it into a world-class music yeah. yeah call and raising the money for that and getting the sound system in that we have mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. And the infrastructure has changed the whole way the old church is used now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so it, I mean, everybody knows the old church, but I don't well, think... I don't think that's true, because well, okay. uh, you might, <laughs> but um, I'm always discovering people who have never heard of it. Oh. <laughs> Although I will say they've, there are more people know about it now. Yeah. It's getting a lot more attention. But for the people who do know the old church, right. even if they know the old church, they don't know the history of the old church. That's true. I mean, it's easily found on our website. You can go to theoldchurch.org and check the About Us page, and there's a very detailed history section. Uh-huh. Would you like to hear about the history of the old church? That's why I asked. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, back in 1882, <laughs> Warren Williams, yes. who was an architect from San Francisco, ventured up north and donated his plans for this building to be built. Uh And William S. Ladd, I'm sure you recognize that name, Ladd's Edition. I know his edition, yes, yes. He donated the land for the old church. Uh And, uh, yeah, so that was basically a testament to volunteer activism already, right Uh back when it started. And originally, it was the Presbyterians that commissioned it. So uh-huh. it was the Calvary Presbyterian. Uh-huh. We still get mail for them. Is that right? They moved out in the 50s. <laughs> and they moved, they're still here, but yeah. they are somewhere on 71st. Uh-huh. Um, and people get us mixed up, and it took about five years for Google to stop calling us <laughs> the Calvary Presbyterian because we are listed on the National yeah. Uh, Register of Historic Places yeah. as Calvary yeah. Presbyterian. Yeah. Yeah. What what does that get you being listed on uh, uh, being on that list? It protects us from yeah. being torn down. Uh, yeah. um, it gives us status um, uh-huh. in this day and age. Luckily, so in 1967, the church had been tossed around to different um, religious groups, mm-hmm. and I think the last group just didn't have the funds to keep it up. So 1967. The city was going to tear it down. You could see through the building. It was oh, in geez. really rough shape. Mm-hmm. And Lanny Hurst, who's an actress, uh-huh. uh, an activist in Portland, saw this happening and decided to save it. And she gathered all her friends who were into historic preservation. Uh-huh. And this was also during a time similar to now when they were tearing things down to yeah. build modern, you yeah. know. So there was a lot of love for the building. And they got the money together. They bought it. They own it outright, and then they spent millions of dollars restoring it to its former self. And, and that's all um, not so much in the past, but then around 2010, when I came on board, mm-hmm. they were having another challenge, which was how to save it the second time, because yeah. weddings were not paying the bills anymore. Yeah. 
And the DIY rental, like, come on down, put on a show at the old church, was not working out anymore. <laughs> and so the only way to really have that organization flourish so it could take care of itself and continue to preserve the building was to have a place that was well-known, that people enjoyed playing at, and we could attract artists. Mm-hmm. What was the first thing? Wh- wh- why, why did you walk in there the first time? Did you go, did you go there for music? or? or? Um, well, it's kind of a short story. I, I'll make it a short story. I it doesn't have to be. Think it's the a last podcast. Time, well, the last time <laughs> I met you yeah. was during the Portland Folk Festival. Which was a fabulous festival. I was so sorry there weren't It was fabulous, it was and great. it was short-lived. I know, but it was a wonderful festival. But it was really um, quite a significant event in my life. So yeah. before the Portland Folk Festival, I was in Japan for a month. My brother lives in Tokyo. He's been there for over half his life. So I went over to visit with him, and while I was there, I decided that I didn't want to have all this freelance going on in my life anymore. Yeah. So for 30 yeah. years, I was a freelancer, this or that, right. you know, mostly managing artists. Yeah, and it sucks. Yeah, yeah, it was getting hard. Yeah. <laughs> the music industry is a hard place to make a living unless you're at the top of the heap. Yeah. So while I was in Japan, I decided that I was going to stop doing all of that and just throw the cards to the wind. And when I came back, um, Slim Moon, who was a friend of mine oh, from yeah. Kill Rock Stars, mm-hmm. the owner and founder at the time, um, introduced me to Chantal Hilton, who is one of the good booking agents in Portland and uh-huh. had been booking the Knitting Factory yep. in New York. And we sat down, and Slim said, Hey, Amanda's always uh, wondered why there wasn't a Portland Folk Festival. <laughs> And Chantel said, I would want to do a folk festival. So the three of us threw in our hats and put on this short-lived but pretty intense. It was great. Over four days, I think we had 23 venues and 200 bands. It was crazy. I know. Yeah. So luckily, Wait, was, uh, was Peter Paul was Peter Peter yep, Stuckey, Peter Yarrow came Peter down. Peter Yarrow. Yeah. I remember. I sent. Yep. This is I, this was a great lesson to me. I sent a very very inexperienced reporter to interview him. Okay, I think it was at the Crystal. Anyway, or no, it was at the at the at the Mission. Yeah, the Woody Guthrie tribute. Yeah, and she came back with a story. She had asked him every basic question an experienced reporter would have stayed away from. The questions that have been answered a million times, but you know what? It was perfect because there's a lot of people who never heard those answers. You know. And it, it really taught me a lesson about sending, you know, young reporters out and, and, and just uh, accepting the fact that, you know, uh, finding a new angle isn't always the best thing, you know? Well, what I remember most about the Woody Guthrie tribute was um, Pete Seeger, mm-hmm. who was someone I really looked up to, of course, as a yeah. folk singer. Right. <laughs> Um, I had talked to him about coming out, and he was not doing well at the time. And Peter wrote us a really nice letter to sort of bless the folk festival, and we got to read it. Here's Pete Seeger's uh, blessing for Woody Guthrie, someone he actually met and knew. And Dan Byrne was there, who Uh to me is one of the top you know, folk singers in this country. Yeah, yeah. Um, Portland Cello Project. Yeah. They came in and did Woody Guthrie songs. That was with great. These that was artists. Amazing. That was amazing. So it was a beautiful mm-hmm. festival, but it was not sustainable. And ah. during the summer, 
while we were planning the folk festival, Chantel told me about this job yeah. that was up at the old church. Uh, now, had and you been in the old church before? I had been to a okay. concert there. Yeah. One concert. What yeah. did you think? Well, when I went for the one concert, yeah. I thought it was kind of, it was quaint. Yeah. And uh, the pews were not very stable. And, and, a little, and a little dreary. It was dreary. The colors yeah. were cold. It was cracked. And yeah. uh, I could yeah. tell it was loved, but yeah. there was something cold about it. Mm -hmm. A little dusty. So I hadn't thought much more about it until she said, my mother's on the board of the old church and they're mm. looking for a manager. So I wrote and they told me, well, the deadline was 10 days ago, but any friend of uh, Dory's is a friend of ours. So yeah. I went down and I did three interviews. It took eight weeks. I was wow. on pins and needles because the moment I walked in for the first interview, yeah. I looked up and it was my dream of having tall ceilings yeah. and w lots of natural light. Yes. That yes. had been my dream in Japan. Wow. Going back to that story. Uh -huh. So long story short, it took a folk festival to happen for me to actually <laughs> hear about the job that would become my dream job. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Just don't make things easy. Um, um, so um, uh, when did, did your vision for what the old church should be was was that an evolution or did you have did you have did you have some really strong ideas right from the beginning yeah right from the beginning i yeah. knew it had to be about music yeah. um yeah the acoustics are incredible yeah you don't have to be in music to know that you walk in it's right. like wow uh -huh. um unlike this room well this room has its own <laughs> reverb which is it pretty does, interesting it it's does. like being in a bathroom or I know, something I know. Um, this is the, uh, or a subway the, i guess the link ray room <laughs> <laughs> we do have some natural reverb in our reception hall it's mm -hmm. pretty good for big drums but yeah anyway the concert hall part was obvious it's uh beautiful it's made for music. They built it for music. They mm -hmm. built it for singing. You know, yeah. obviously those pocket ceilings have a purpose. Uh -huh. But it's from 1882, so finding a sound system or anything that works was quite a challenge. Uh -huh. And we finally got to the project. Um, it was pretty magical, actually. Gary Stokes, who's Katie Lang's personal sound engineer, and mm -hmm. he also is Adam Lambert's ear. He yeah. does his monitoring. Um, and did Sarah McLaughlin's front of house for 22 years. Wow. He walked into the old church. He was a friend of a friend of mine who had just come to the old church the night before, and I told him about our dream to have a sound system and that we were really challenged by the shape of the room. He said, oh, my friend Gary's just back from tour with Katie Lang tomorrow. Uh, I'll bring him down. <laughs> and I kind of went home and didn't think about it anymore because this is Portland and nobody right. really shows up at 9 a.m. So <laughs> I thought, great idea. Um, and he called me. He said, we're 15 minutes away from the old church. I'm bringing Gary down. So I raced down, wow. opened the doors, and within 10 minutes, Gary was crawling under the stage. He was clapping his hands. He was running around like the most excited kid ever. It turns out one of his hobbies is to put sound systems into venues wow. <laughs> on the side <laughs> so we lucked out and from there we started this project it took about a year to find the right system we ended up with the alcons from line uh, and it's european mm -hmm. it was custom built in europe uh -huh. and delivered by pro sound here in portland yeah and it's perfect wow and we share the same system as the stockholm 
uh, Dramatin Theater, which is the Royal wow. Theater. Ooh. They have the same system as ours. And I think E-Town in Boulder also has the Alcon system. Huh. Huh. And I think they might do the Super Bowl, too. But What was it like? Was there a lot of dialing in that he had to do, or did he just turn it on and it was perfect? Oh, no. He spent months, months, yeah. months yeah. working. And then the owner... Or not the owner, but the North American rep for Alcons personally came for a yeah. week. And so they spent wow. a week just with the, the fine-tuning the speakers and wow. positioning everything. But, yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> That's great. So, um, yeah, when people tour through and they're like, we want to bring in our own system, I'm like, oh. <laughs> we spent a year just tuning the speakers. You might want to use ours. <laughs> it's a great. hard room. To, it's a really hard room to... Yeah. Put a sound yeah, system yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a thing for theater organs and, and, and formal organs like the one that in, in the, uh, the, the church around the corner here. Yep. And um, uh, I've, I, I did a, 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 a three-page story in the Oregonian on organs and also did a, like a 15-minute piece on organ art beat on organs. And and I went in there and 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 uh, it still works, doesn't it? The, the little tracker organ in the old church. Yeah, we have a Hook and Hastings yeah. tracker action organ. Yeah. Um, it was built in New Brunswick and Maine, huh. and then shipped across or however. There's lots of rumors. Covered wagons. No, around the. Um, oh, around the tip of South America or I something. Don't I don't know. know. Around the and horn. Then, with an ox cart from yes. wherever the rail stopped, but nobody can remember what really happened. So there's a lot of rumors, but it is perfect. It's kept yeah. in perfect condition. It has its own house uh, below it where yeah. the wheels for the organ are kept and they're oiled regularly and yeah. we have tuning. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, it's beautiful. It's, it's pretty amazing. It has these secret doors that you can open with these big skeleton keys really? and go inside it. <laughs> and then catwalks that you can walk up all the way to the top. Really? Yeah, it's wow. it's pretty cool. It's like Harry Potter world huh, under the organ. I, I found uh, there were, there are people who have whole theater organs in their homes. Yeah, well, they're dramatic. They take they take out the second floor. The, the second floor is nothing but but pipes. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Those people are really nuts. Well, instead no, no, of no, screaming I mean, in when a good, you're upset, in, in, you could just a, go a, to the organ and have in your a good own way. In a good way. I'm yeah, not, I'm not criticizing. Have that. your own sound effects for everything. Imagine yeah. that. Yeah, dinner's I know. ready. I know. I know. I remember when I did that story. They had, you know, there's a, there's a, uh, there's one in the the um, uh, Masons free, the Masons Hall, huge huge uh, theater organ, and I took um, Keith Schreiner, who was from um, um, Dahlia at that time. And uh, just to see, just to try to let him play with it, just to play. And he says, where's, where's the mouse? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And uh, that, that was fun. But anyway, um, so uh, um, are, you having any organ, any, are you having any organ concerts? Or do you? We or? do, actually. Yeah. Um, Michael Barnes, who's one of the busiest organists in mm -hmm. Portland, yeah. he... Um, is our artistic director for the weekly classical series that we do yeah. every Wednesday at yeah. noon. Uh -huh. For the last 50 years, we have put on wow. a concert, except Amazing. when we're under construction like yeah. this week. Yeah. And he's probably one of the best that, to play our organ specifically because he's played yeah. it for 35 years. Okay, okay so how, how is the music changing with the, the changing of the building? 
Um, well, because we have a sound system, we can bring more people in that play yeah. instruments that need to be plugged in. But um, I will say that there are limitations to the kind of music we can do. So we're seeing a lot more indie, acoustic, mm-hmm. folk. Mm-hmm. Um, we still have lots of classical. We yeah. have lots of jazz. Yeah. World music's coming in. We've got international music coming in, I think, because our reputation is growing. Yeah. Um, like Brazilian, Venezuelan uh, European, Asian, South Asian. Um, but we cannot do very loud music there because we have neighbors. We're yeah. actually in a residential zone, which at times has meant we have to go get noise variances to have a show that goes after yeah. 10 and yeah. Yeah. might be really loud. Um, and the neighbors do, they're very vocal about. <laughs> it's Portland. Who isn't? Right. <laughs> Anyway, it's good. Um, we definitely cannot have punk or heavy metal or, right. you know. Right. And we are actually an all-ages venue, which people forget when they're talking about mm-hmm. all-ages, but mm-hmm. we're not like Meow Meow. You know, we couldn't do yes. those kinds of shows yeah. because of our yeah. restrictions. Meow um, Meow. Wow. It goes back, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that place. Um, I used to book... Uh, Bitch and animal, and they played there a lot. They had the pussy posse that used to show up. Pretty cool place. Um, but yeah, the music. If you are a singer songwriter, or if you mm-hmm. have a small ensemble, or you know, you have a seven piece band, mm-hmm. you can play at the old church. You just can't have like wailing, yeah, um, amplified guitars right. and hard hitting drums. Yeah, and then it yeah. sounds like mud. Yeah, yeah. Have you played there yourself? I've played a few times with... Um, with the new sound system? Yeah, yeah. That must have been fun. It is. It's really nice. I, we, all of us, most of us are musicians that yeah. work there, and so recording after hours is fun. Or oh, just, yeah. you know, yeah. singing in that room, playing the mm-hmm. piano, playing the organ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> it's a beautiful experience. It, the, there's something about just walking into that space. Oh, yeah. When you're by yourself and there's nothing yeah. else going on. It's, oh, man. Very, I would say, spiritual. It's, yeah, yeah. And especially for you, since you've, had, you've transformed the place. Well, I mean, the place is still the same place. It's got the same bones. It's got the same, yeah. but the colors are warmer. Mm-hmm. It's more inviting. It's cleaned up. It's got energy-efficient heating and cooling system. There you go. Um, which makes summers very pleasant there. Uh, did, wasn't there a time when there was no air conditioning? Oh, yeah. When I got there, there yeah. was no air conditioning. Oh, man. That, I, that I remember was, that. Yeah. Do you remember uh, Portland Cello Project's uh, benefit concert for us? It was called mm-hmm. Keep the Old Church Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and it was 104 degrees the day they played. Oh, man. And it was packed. Of course, it was sold oh, out. Geez. But we had all the doors and windows open but and the fans <laughs> blowing. But it, it was like blowing 104 degrees into your face. Jeez. Everyone was cooking. <laughs> so it was good because it yeah. worked. We had a successful benefit. People realized, like, yeah. wow, yeah. you know, you cannot yeah. live through the uh. climate disruption with a building no. without no. air conditioning uh-uh. these days. But we do have heat pumps. So our source of energy is good, and we, it's utilized with all those ceilings. It pulls air from one pocket to another and puts it in the other room, and mm-hmm. we have all these different zones. Uh-huh. So it's very climate-controlled and... Our bills went way down. Really? Yeah, especially our heating bills, which used to be through the roof, literally, Literally, because all the heat went through the roof. Um, (laughs) So what people don't understand is beyond what you see when you walk in, Uh up into the attic of the old church, it's like a basketball court up there. 
Really? It's like looking down into the ocean or something from the catwalks. <laughs> it's it's pretty impressive. Um, it's three stories high just to get to the steeple. Wow. And the people that put the weather vane on last week yeah. had to build a ladder as they climbed <laughs> to Jeez. get to the top. And is you're that, going it, through rafters. Is, is that an original weather vane or what, what, what was that? That weather vane is... I still like to say it's a nod to the past and an eye on the future because <laughs> we thought about the history, the Victorian era, mm-hmm. um, and you'll see some Victorian fonts in there for the northwest, southeast. Mm-hmm. But at the very top, there's a crown with jewels on it. Mm-hmm. And actually, if you look down, it looks like Catwoman. Really? It does. <laughs> and I'm, I'm pretty pleased with that. Is it that actually Catwoman? Out. No, it just turned out that it looked like Catwoman. And there's two blue jewels in there that are kind of like blue eyes. And um, the way the crown is shaped with the clover in the middle, which is a reoccurring Uh theme throughout the building, it just ended up looking like a Catwoman, which we didn't realize until we were down on the ground looking up. Mm. But (laughs) And you have movies, too. Yeah, we just started this summer. We had some downtime, so we're just doing some very... uh, Historic movies, just like the building. I bet. Older yeah. and uh, just something to do in the neighborhood. I bet Wings of Desire is going to be amazing in that yeah, building. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. one of the curator's yeah. favorites. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the Love Witch. What's the Love Witch? Um, it's really funny and it's 18 and over. So Ooh, I had a to... Love Witch. Oh, yeah? Yes. <laughs> Her name was Gay Darlene Bidar and she was the Dear Abbey of Latin America. Hmm. She she had a, 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 a degree from, in theater from Yale, and she could speak Spanish with no accent and English with no accent. Wow! And uh, but she was a, she, she she was a dear Abby of Latin America. However, her 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 trick was that instead of giving advice, she would give a spell. <laughs> <laughs> she gave me spells, but they never worked. Aw. I know. Well, you'll have to show up. I would love to see the Love Witch. Yeah. Well, our website's all new. <laughs> I definitely new. want to. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say that too is that we have also rebranded. Yeah. For the fiftieth, so that TOC. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> well, we could be the talk of the town. That would be okay. Yeah. But TOC, the old church, um, just to kind of get the church out of the name for a second when people see it. Yeah. Um, and old because really (laughs) we did try the historic old church, but that was pointed out to be redundant and (laughs) there are lots of old churches in this country and there's also a pub in Wilsonville called the old church pub, but there's only one talk. But there's only one talk. That's right. Do you call it talk? No, we say TOC. TOC. Everyone okay. says TOC. So TOC. get with it. Call okay. it TOC, TOC from now TOC. on. All yep. right. TOC. Um, TOC Concert Hall, that's what we referred to it as sh- for shorthand okay. anyway for years. And so when right. we came to rebrand, looking at those initials and how they stood out with the concert hall, you kind of get what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the website's beautiful. It is. That was Dean it Donahoe yeah. that rebranded and then Snow Designs who did uh-huh. the website. Uh-huh. Uh, just stunning work. What, so what, what's, what's exciting coming up this, the, the rest of the summer? Hmm. Well, the rest of the summer, we've got quite a few um, shows, mm-hmm. but I would have to think about it. 
and look on my website right we have, now. We have time. It's a podcast. Okay. Well, can you pause <laughs> so I can get online here? It's fine. Um, matter of fact. Uh, I will look at the calendar and tell you. I think that's a great idea. So I would definitely, if you're looking for something mm-hmm. to go to this summer, go to our website. Mm-hmm. Go, we have different tabs at the top. Go to films. You'll see mm-hmm. what films are happening. Films start at 9 because of the light. Uh-huh. Um, and that's not a regular thing. We're just doing a few this summer to something different. But for music, we do have some pretty exciting stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, Blind Pilot is coming July 25th, wow. but that's sold out in half an hour. Right. So yeah, <laughs> I'd like to... Let everyone in the world come to that concert, but it won't happen. Um, I can tell you a little secret that the yes. Minor Key Concert Series is announcing on July 1st, ah. and we've got John Doe coming. Whoa. We've got Dom Flemons from uh-huh. Carolina Chocolate Drops, uh-huh. and we've got Dan Byrne, uh-huh. Dana Kurtz, and I'm trying to think of uh, Kaya Cater. Kaya Cater. Uh-huh. So let's have a look. Oh, Mishkin. Michigan is one of my yes. fr- friends from way back. 25 years, I think, I knew her from New Orleans. And, and you lived in New Orleans. I did. You yeah, did. I lived there for a little bit. But yeah. before I lived there, I was touring. So yeah. Michigan was one of the houses we always stayed at when we uh-huh. toured to New Orleans. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah it's a, I, we were talking earlier. Uh, it's because... Uh, and playing drums with Michigan is going to be Scotty McGee. Scotty McGee, who other who is also known as DJ Cookie Parker, yep. who does the show before mine on KMHD. It's a very small town. <laughs> it is, and and yeah, I moved to Portland and Michigan. Oh, Scotty moved to Portland and Michigan moved yeah. to Portland. Anyway, yeah. it was all within a couple months or years of each other. Um, and let's see. So we've got that's July fourteenth, Michigan, mm-hmm. and she's got the cabin project opening for her. Mm-hmm. Michigan's story is amazing. Yeah, you should go to her website to really see what it's about. But um, just a tearjerker and also a miracle at the yeah. same time with her and her partner Jenny. And let's see. If you're into classical music, the William Byrd Festival's coming. Uh-huh. That's August 10th. Which is my birthday. Oh, good. Thank you very much. Davis Rogan, he's great. Mm-hmm. August 16th. Mm-hmm. Carolina Story, they're kind of country, soul, folk. Mm-hmm. August 19th. Um, if you're into Irish boy bands, like <laughs> Celtic Thunder soloist Colm Keegan will be performing August 25th. All the Celtic Thunder boys play at the old church. I, they love it. And it really suits them. They're from Ireland. It's got yeah. that kind of thing. And they've got this really loyal fan base. Oh, Bombald- Bombadil and Siren in the Sea, September 5th. Mm-hmm. That just got booked. Mm-hmm. That's going to be great. Anyway, we get lots of shows. But Sounds great. Minor key announces on July 1st. And that will be a big splash this year. So. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So... What's the next big project you have to do at, 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 in the building? Well, right now I'm doing three projects simultaneously. Yes. We closed the auditorium for the week, and we are mm-hmm. anchoring all the plaster rosettes and leaflets wow. into the ceiling because huh. over time, with streetcars and sound systems and mm-hmm. airplanes and <laughs> traffic <laughs> and 405 being there, 
things are vibrating. So we want to make sure we're doing some retrofitting in the auditorium mm-hmm. um, just to protect, you know, audience members and, and the building itself to keep those things intact. So we've taken out all the pews this week and got a couple scaffolds in there that on wheels and the guys are just moving around rosette to rosette and some of these anchors are 18 inches long because they have to hit some wood behind the ceiling that's a big project and then the whole exterior of the building is being has was cleaned last week it's being um dry rots being repaired and paint the first coat just went on the side today wow it's gonna have one two three four four different colors going on but mostly mostly really soft hues Ah. But there's going to be a pop of color on all the doors, and I will wait to surprise you. (laughs) When you come down in about a month, you will start, uh, you'll see a different look on the old church. So we wanted to really stand out from all the other churches down there because there is one on every corner. Well, I know it's a tremendous amount of work, but you must be really gratified at what's happening. Yes, I I am, and I'm always amazed. I, I can't believe the support that we yeah. have I, I just when I came in 10 years ago or eight years ago mm-hmm. um, there was a loyal donor base and mostly people 70 years and up so now we're seeing a different group of people coming mm-hmm. in to support the old church and we're also being treated and seen as an arts organization versus just a historic landmark Ah, so yes, we are seeing yes, funding yes, from yes. RAC and, ah. you know, Kinsman and for, for programming now. Yeah, we're starting to yeah. get programming. Yeah. Um, but the historic part is still what's in people's hearts. And especially now with Portland being the new Portland buildup yeah. Um, yeah. and new people flocking here, mm-hmm. we're being discovered again. Yeah. Yeah. And... What what has what has been the biggest thing that you've learned out of I mean, which which side of it? I mean, you already, you already knew the music part, yeah. right? Yeah, the historic for sure. I've realized yeah. that this building is um, very hungry. Yeah. yeah. And that there's never a time where you'll just sit back and say we're done <laughs> because right. Right. <laughs> I made the mistake of thinking that a few years ago. I thought, okay, we're done with all that other stuff like air conditioning and. <laughs> yeah painting the yeah. inside now let's just focus on music so i i've pretty much uh gone into the historic preservation side it takes up i would say half if not three quarters of my time wow and i do program still we every year we mm-hmm. seem to add a new program and uh-huh. that we pay for for the community yeah. so we've got five different programs now for instance um, well, Little Ears, which is our kids' mm-hmm. series, mm-hmm. and that goes, that's our, I think it's our seventh year this year, and that's awesome. Yeah. All the preschools come, and moms that's and great. kids. And, yeah. um, and we have the lunchtime concert series, which is uh-huh. every single Wednesday at noon, there's a classical concert. So you can come down and listen to the organ played, or the piano, uh-huh. or uh-huh. an ensemble. And then Two years ago, we started We Can Listen, which is a social justice series that came up um, for obvious reasons. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. we talk about, well, we don't. We actually, our, our privilege gives us the honor of offering the space to groups and organizations who really have something to say, mm-hmm. that whose voices need to be heard. So mm-hmm. 
the community has rallied around it, and we've gotten funding for it, and we've had some amazing. We just had one on surviving sexual violence, yeah, and what, how to heal from trauma. Before that, we had um, native perspectives on justice. Mm-hmm. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, right during the missing um, and murdered women's week that mm-hmm. the city proclaimed mm-hmm. indigenous sorry indigenous yeah. women um so yeah that's that took up a lot of my time this year week and lesson yeah. is certainly yeah. a big yeah. program mm-hmm. but the historic restoration is an ongoing never-ending and then the yeah. constant improvements like right. in 2020 we really want to spend some time on the reception hall and get the lighting in there to yeah. be ambient and put in some comfortable seating and just yeah. make it more of a loungy, yeah. but yeah. still true to the era. Like, mm-hmm. I guess always respecting the era, but also realizing we live in the 21st century. Right. So right. Right. having that blend is what, I guess that's my biggest thing these days. Well, congratulations. Thanks, Tom. I mean, I always loved the, the old church, and it's so nice to, to see it, it improved and thriving and, and in good hands. Well, and, and young people, that's what makes me happy, yeah. is, is coming yeah. in, and uh, there's nothing wrong with elderly people taking care of the building, but the mm-hmm. problem is who's going to take care of it when they're gone. Right. And walking into a show where it's full heads of hair and... <laughs> <laughs> All shades of the rainbow makes me so happy. (laughs) That's good. I love how inclusive the old church is becoming, and Portland's community is really changing. I'd like to give a shout-out to the board of directors and the awesome staff that I'm honored to work with. That is a good shout-out for Amanda Tilstrom, Gina Paroli, Emily Overstreet, and Juliana Tobin, who are my lifesavers and keep this machine running. Well, thanks for coming in today. I appreciate thank, it. Thank I know, you for I, having I, I, me. I realize how busy you are. So thanks for making the time. Thank you.